When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So we saw Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day in a double bill like a lot of you. And that combined episode is available now in the feed. But we thought we would publish both sections separately. So if you just want to listen to the Barbie stuff, you're in the right place. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinema. It's the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And today we're seeing two movies back to back. It's Barbenheimer, baby. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know what that is, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer are being released on the same day. Um, it's turned into like a viral film thing where everyone's so excited because they're such different movies, but both huge budgets. And, and everyone has admitted that they're going to both. both. So it's like... So the kind of thing is, are you going to see them both in one day? Which one are you going to see at first? There's been so much discourse. There's obviously never been a bandwagon. Dave and I haven't jumped on. So we've decided to go and see both. Uh, for logistical reasons, we're going to see Barbie first, Oppenheimer second, just based on what cinemas we're going to. Um, but we will think about it afterwards and decide if that was the best way to do it. And uh, yeah, before we get into it, we're going to talk about Barbie in a minute because that's the one we're seeing first. But just kind of in a general sense and the whole buzz around it, it gives me so much joy because it's all centered around like what cinema are you going to? Where are you going? All the cinemas are like getting behind it. And it's just like I feel like studios have gotten so lazy and just kind of, yeah, people don't really go to the cinema anymore. What can we do about it? They're all on streaming. Like I almost feel like films have kind of given up a bit. And I think in particular, in this instance, Oppenheimer's actually benefited from the fact that Barbie has gotten such a push because Warner Brothers has put everything behind the marketing of Barbie. But the, but, but, the, but it's been incredibly clever. The in Barbie marketing so campaign good. deserves to win awards. It's put what it's done is realizing how people consume now. And Dave and I both work in marketing, so we're really interested in it. People consume with very much themselves and their experiences as the center. So Barbie has created like tiktok filters like when you go and see it in the cinema there'll be like big barbie boxes that you can take photos of yourself in for months there's been all this viral stuff of i'm this barbie i'm that barbie and it's just really captured the fact that people want to create their own content and also be part of something and be part of something bigger and it's totally tapped into all that stuff it's also got all their huge stars out everywhere until the uh, right until the actor strike kind of stopped them but I think luckily for Warner Brothers, they'd gotten most of the big junkets out of the way anyway. They've been everywhere talking about it. Then it's really benefited Oppenheimer, which naturally had a more conservative marketing strategy because like they didn't need it. It's a Christopher Nolan film. Like with, you know, people are going to go and see it. It's about World War II. But then I've seen those clips of like Killian Murphy talking about how he can't wait to see Barbie. You know, they've all tapped in on it. And Tom, and Cruise, Tom Cruise is, Cruise is part of it. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like there was great buzz around the cinema not yeah. just these movies they're, like they they turned these movies into 
events. And that's what's so interesting when you compare it to a summer where we saw Indiana Jones come back to the cinema, you know? Someone who you would have previously defined as, you know, as capped, like absolute, like, like, uh, like senior citizen of the summer blockbuster. And that, you know, disappointed. We saw super movie, superhero movies falling flat, you know? And now it's like a, a, a biopic about but the man who created the atom bomb and and uh, 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 a <laughs> toy product placement movie essentially becoming the biggest event of the summer and it's, you know it's the other thing unexpected is, and fantastic it's also the thing about people want to be at the center of the discourse because now obviously oppenheimer wasn't making tiktok filters or anything like that but because it's become which are you going to see first when are you going to see it everyone's engaging in the conversation like even on our instagram i was like putting up polls which you see first the amount of people responding like everyone feels like they can kind of contribute to the conversation and that's a wonderful thing and i just i hope all the studios and everyone else like takes away from this that like people will go and see films in the cinema if you market them and if you engage the audience and like with indiana jones like you can't just wheel out harrison ford and get him to go to a few red carpets anymore like that actually just doesn't work and you can't do it and you need to be clever and like you need to just Put your money where your mouth is and do it properly, right? But underneath it all, you need a good movie as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they're both getting really positive reviews, so we're really pumped to see them both. I will say, um, I think studios will take the wrong lesson from this, as always. Um, but let's talk about Barbie now, because this is really interesting, because on the, lesson of, on the, on the subject of studios and companies taking the wrong lesson, um, this movie's going to be an enormous hit. That's clear now, and I'm very excited to see it. But what's weird is Mattel... This, this, uh, I think it was the New York Times or Google it anyway. Look, Google Mattel's like um, cinematic universe or whatever they're building. Mattel, who own Barbie, have like basically outlined their plans for something like 40 plus of their properties turning into movies. And some of it is just bizarre and weird, like <laughs> Uno, like a movie about Uno, the card game. It's like, Se- it didn't work. We all watched Clue. And that was actually at least had a murder mystery to it. Cards, like, like it doesn't work. I just feel like I, I don't I just feel like the wrong lesson is going to be taken from from this thing. However, right off the bat they clearly are taking gambles with their properties, allowing filmmakers, interesting filmmakers to do interesting things with their properties. So I, I mean they're at least starting off on the right foot. They don't make a uniforce and like Barbie isn't in the Uno world or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I want my films to be separate. I'm sick of multiverses and everything layering into everything else. But just on Barbie, I'm so excited to watch Barbie. Um, Very big fan of Greta Gerwig um, as a filmmaker, as a writer. I think she's absolutely wonderful. Um, I love that her and Margot Robbie worked so much together on this. I, they've made it very clear that they never wanted Barbie to just be like, okay, Margot Robbie kind of looks like what you think about when you think of a Barbie, but that Barbie was not about a certain body type or certain skin color or anything like that. Like they've just done a very conscious effort around casting to make sure that you see lots of different bodies on screen. And I can't wait to see Ryan Gosling. I think he looks amazing as Ken. And I'm just really excited. Like, you know, it's just, it looks, there's been so much buzz about it. It looks great. Like I've seen I'm more excited for this than Oppenheimer. I'm more excited for this than Oppenheimer as well, but I'm but I'm actually really excited for the whole thing. Like yeah. I can't separate them in my mind anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't. Such a weird, such a weird thing that I, I did my, not think would happen. I think of like my dad as an example of someone who won't have heard a second about Barbie and Oppenheimer being anything to do with the two of them, and he'll just be like, "Oh, I want to see Oppenheimer." Like there'll be people who only want to see one of them as well, and we can't yeah. forget that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
Um, and, and as I said at the top of this episode, if you do want to skip Barbie, go straight to Oppenheimer. <laughs> You've got the time <laughs> codes the there time in code. the show notes. Now we're going to go, we're going into Barbie in a few minutes and then um, we're going to be in our car. We're going to drive to the next cinema. So we'll record our Barbie review in the car. Yeah. yeah. So see you soon. Bye. Hey Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights, diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday and so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. You guys ever think about dying? When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world shakes. Cold shower Ooh. falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. <gasps> okay, we're back. We have just seen Barbie and we are in the car driving straight to Oppenheimer. Yes, our multi-cinema. <laughs> Barbenheimer experience continues. I'm so excited. Um, I can't. What, what, what a time to be alive! <laughs> Dave, thoughts on Barbie? Before we get to Spoiler Street, just your thoughts on yeah, how do you, how do you feel about the movie? You're hosting now, right? So you have to tell everyone that if it's their first time at the cinema, uh-huh. we don't spoil the movie until we drive onto Spoiler Street. Yeah. Um, and then if you're here for the Oppenheimer bit, then. Is the time code which you should have heard at the beginning or it's in the notes where you could skip ahead for that uh-huh. so Barbie okay so I was as you know as I said at the top very excited for this movie more excited than Oppenheimer okay so my expectations were actually super high for this mm-hmm. here's what I think I think it was very very entertaining I, I found it very funny I laughed a lot I really admire the production design of this movie. The, the way they just brought this plastic world to life. It feels um, very, uh, you know, it's very meta. This is, you know, the, the movies that are the big <laughs> hits these days are we're in the world of meta now. You've got Across the Spider-Verse commenting on Spider, uh, Spider-Man's place in pop culture and and pop history Uh, this movie feels like a blend of Toy Story and the Lego movie I think they feel like progenitors to this it is a movie that comments on Barbie's um, legacy on Barbie's place in modern society and it tackles a lot of interesting ideas in a fun and novel way I think Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach did a fantastic job pulling all this uh, pulling this madness and it is mad into some semblance of a movie plot that is that is funny and entertaining and I think Cheek deserves so much credit as a director because she did an incredible job um are you gearing up for a butt I yeah I've got a butt I've got a butt I think I'll, I'll talk about it more in spoiler street but I think there's a lot of missed opportunities here. This movie hints at having a real emotional heart to it. It introduces a number of characters who I assumed would be the heart of the movie. And I think it drops the ball there. I think its ultimate message is a little bit muddled and all over the place, but it doesn't for me detract from what is 
an incredibly unique and entertaining and funny experience and I would watch that again in a heartbeat um, I would watch it again in a heartbeat and I'm actually going to watch it again uh, in two days my mum and sisters <laughs> um, my God, well we didn't talk about what an, a, a, an event this movie I mean we talked about it at the top about like the, the, all of film the film world is talking about Barbenheimer weekend but this is converting to bums on seats like our cinema has never been that packed has it no it was unbelievable um, and it was probably 80% minimum uh, women in the room as well women and girls um, but I think just on the set design piece it's so incredible when it when the screen lit up with this world and obviously we've seen all the promotions and all the trailers but actually none of that did justice to like living in the Barbie world did you see that it actually featured in Ar- uh, Architects Digest no. Yeah, like the magazine actually, the, the set featured in that. Oh, wow. um, they did. Sorry, the, the the production designers and the set designers of this, uh, of this, blew uh, like they, they absolutely blew it out of the water. They it deserve was, an Oscar. It was stunning. Yeah. Um. So it, it looked incredible. The music was unreal. I saw that yeah. Mark Ronson did the music. I didn't know it would it would have musical numbers, and they were brilliant. They were so good. Yeah. Margot Robbie is just like beyond perfect as Barbie casting. I can't conceive that anyone else could have ever done the role. Um, Ryan Gosling as Ken is possibly one of my favourite film performances of all time. So funny. He was so wonderful, and it reminded me that he was like a Disney Club kid, wasn't he? Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, him and Britney Spears, right? And, like uh, he's a singer Justin and dancer. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and I know he did, um, and I know he did. Um, What's that Hollywood 50s movie? La La Land. La La I know he's in that and he's obviously brilliant in La La Land, but this is like a completely different singing and dancing uh, vibe for him. He's incredible, he's such a performer. And then it's like, what a cast, like the amount of actors in this film. Um, I didn't know Will Ferrell was in it and he's absolutely fantastic in it. Um, America Ferreira, I love her. We love Issa Rae on this podcast, so to have her in it. Then we have. Um, Oh, who's the guy from the... Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Liu. Simu Liu. From uh, Shang-Chi. He was brilliant. He was so yeah. good. Then we've got the new Doctor Who, whose name I can't remember. We had... Was it Michael Sarah? Michael Sarah's in there, yeah. Um, Unreal cast. Absolutely unreal cast. Um, so all of that was like just wonderful. Uh, I loved the buzz of it, the energy of it. I enjoyed... The plot actually really surprised me. I hadn't. I've seen a bit of a trailer for it, but I hadn't. I didn't really know where the plot was going to go on it, and I think that might be deliberate. I really enjoyed the plot. Um, I agree with you on like. I think they took. Uh, what I think I really like about the film is it. It took roots I wasn't expecting and spent time in moments that I wouldn't necessarily have spent time in. And then I could feel our audience, which was a lot of teenage girls losing interest. Like you could feel the moments when the chatter was coming in or in Dave's case, the girl next to him was taking selfies of herself. Um, but you Sorry, could... uh, yeah, teen, teen... <laughs> some teenagers are very badly behaved at the cinema. Not to sound like the oldest I've ever sounded in my life, but those two next to me would not shut up. But I think this actually speaks to the point that they're pro- it's probably bringing in teenagers who never go to the cinema and aren't in the habit of going to cinema because it wasn't really like that well behaved but I also remember when I was a teenager like me and my friends shot it through movies anyway and if we'd had camera phones we probably would have been filming ourselves um, but I there was definite 
moments in the film that felt very adult and existential and that weren't landing with the teenagers but I actually don't mind that because I like that Greta Gerwig is very ambitious and was just going deep and and I love that she did that actually uh, so I even though it went places I probably wasn't expecting I actually really enjoyed all of it and I know you said you didn't feel like it was emotional or you didn't feel it landed it did land for me I love the overarching message of the film which is basically Barbie's fixed feminism and then kind of learning what feminism is and just having such a feminist lens I loved that personally um, and I think I'm so happy I just had so much joy to be in a film in this film watching all this on screen and like I had a lot of the Barbies that were being referenced or my friends had a lot of the Barbies and in particular my friends would have had a lot of the like really cool like camper vans and stuff and I would have just so coveted as a kid so I recognised more than I would have thought of in terms of them and there's some very funny references to like cancelled dolls like I definitely remember the pregnant one and she had this creepy little baby inside her tummy and like that was very funny to see on screen so yeah I just I got such a kick out of it it's yeah it was very special actually I can't wait to go back to my mom and sisters and just to see such big budget like female movie on screen it's very unusual isn't it yeah 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 and and look I, I think let's get to a spoiler straight yeah. now because I really want to talk about the the plot yeah which I think is probably the most interesting bit for me um so spoilers now big warning now if you haven't seen uh Barbie spoilers for Barbie so first thing I want to spoil is and I don't know if people know that this is the plot and I definitely didn't know that this is the plot and I loved it is that we I, we knew from the trailers from all the promo materials that like Barbie and Ken go to the real world which is so much fun when they enter the real world and they're so vivid and colourful and the world is so bleak what I didn't know was going to be the plot is that Ken the brilliant Ryan Gosling was who'd been very disrespected and ignored in Barbie land or Barbie world whatever it's called discovers the patriarchy and then brings it back that is so funny genius yeah and I didn't know that either and it was brilliant the fact that Ken is like nominally the villain of this movie <laughs> is so clever and I I think you know to, to pick up your point about what you said a minute ago about the premise of this movie is so funny and relevant and clever and and self-aware that like you said um in Barbie land they think that they have uh, fixed feminism and that everything's great um, and I love that and that, and that in, in Ken is the is the the, um, the sidekick in, in the world of Barbie always has been and it's so cool because you know there'll be so many young girls at the cinema there today who have never heard of the patriarchy and that actually won't know what it's they'll know the, they'll they'll understand what it means about it's a man's world and all that stuff yeah. but they won't have actually like heard of terms like that it's like introducing feminist language in into what is a very mainstream film I, I found that brilliant I thought it was absolutely brilliant they they mind not only like a, a a clever bit of conflict out of it but it was really funny as well like watching him go into a school library and pick up like a, a book about trucks and horses. Like it, 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 the movie pokes fun at um, at, at uh, traditional perceptions of masculinity a lot yeah. as well, and it, it's I, I found all that absolutely wonderful. And the movie also acknowledges that the way it was at the beginning when Barbies ruled everything and Ken's didn't have a vote. Like that was fucked up as well. Yeah. Like Barbies are like we fixed feminism, but all they did was all the Barbies did was live in a world that they ruled. 
like no one was getting a good deal now but they like obviously in the real world women do have a vote and have a say so like it was worse for Ken's in Barbie world than it is than it is worse in our world <laughs> yeah. which I really enjoyed as well and, and that's what by the end of the movie they're like they, they basically say I think America Ferrera or somebody says uh, you know oh Ken's are now going to exist like as women exist now as like almost second class <laughs> yeah. citizens but they at least have made progress do you know what I mean I love when he's like somehow absorbing the patriarchy history and he sees like all the visuals of Sylvester Stallone in his like big mink coat <laughs> there's a lot of Sylvester Stallone stuff in there I think there must have been a Ken that actually had a mink coat or something because so much of it was referencing the I real dog no I don't know I thought that was straight from that Sylvester Stallone picture like it's like if you it's like if an alien if you tried to explain to an alien like oh here's our world and <laughs> here's the patriarchy now you do it like that's what it felt like the little details of it were so funny there's so many funny jokes in here about about the relation you know like men come in come inside and I'm going to play my guitar at you oh my god it was um, so fun and I, my, my favourite <laughs> bit of the whole film was like I'm just Ken anywhere else I'd be a 10 that musical number <laughs> so was incredible did you say Mark Ronson did the music I saw or? that he did the music I don't know who wrote the song but oh I saw god. that he was like that's, a, that's like the, the best musical number of the year when all the because all the Kens are absolutely unbelievable uh, when all the Kens first of all they have I just love that the women realise that the way to bring the men down is like oh just make them fight each other because men will do that yeah. so they start having a battle scene their war was so funny <laughs> <laughs> it was like Battle of the Bastards and then they kind of meet and just move into a dance number because they're much more comfortable with that and the dance number was absolutely gorgeous and that's one of the things I want to say about Greta Gerwig as a director is she can direct fight scenes she can direct dance scenes like she is something else like she like I've seen some of her movies and, and it is just, she's always been very firmly in the in the sort of familiar indie camp this is just like yeah as you say it's got it's bold and bright and colourful and has yeah f- a lot of physicality musical scenes like this is a huge undertaking yeah. she smashed it and the fact that her and uh, Noah Bombeck wrote this film the fact that she directed it the fact that Mattel the funniest thing about the other villain in this movie is Mattel who are the people who own Barbie and who actually would have like are behind this film the fact that Mattel are also the villains and that Mattel are the bad guys is absolutely wonderful self-awareness Will Ferrell's the CEO of Mattel and the fa- I just absolutely love the scene when um, they show us the boardroom of Mattel and it's just all men in black suits and they're like talking about glitter and female empowerment like that is actually I think a lot of companies wouldn't let that happen can I tell you I have a problem with this though okay now all that stuff was very funny uh, Will Ferrell and his board members and, and like roller skating into the world like <laughs> there's a lot of very funny stuff there although firstly as well I mentioned the Lego movie. This feels very like the Lego movie and Will Ferrell was also the the head of the, the corporation in the Lego movie who was both in the real world and oh, really? the fantasy world. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've never was watched a, much of it. an odd uh, coincidence. Um, but Maybe intentional. Uh, yes, maybe. Um, but I, that's, I found that a bit tricky because the movie posits that this is Barbie land, this is the real world, okay? And I'm like, okay, so she's coming into the real world. I'm like, okay, now we're in the real world and we're out of Barbie land. So I I, like fantasy and reality, you know, there's a clear separation. But then suddenly we're in the boardroom (laughs) of Mattel and that's kind of its own sub fantasy land. Do you know what I mean? Where they are aware of all their, that these, 
the, that their properties exist in an in an alternate dimension. Yeah, but it's dimension. not the real, real world. Like it's a it's a fictionalized that, version sorry, of myself. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It's not the real, real world, and that threw me because I'm like, oh, so we're just in. It's not our. It's not the real world. This is a hyper fantasy version of the real. world Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's okay so, though. Well, I guess it is okay, but it required some, an extra level of mental gymnastics I had not prepared for. So, yes, good and surprising. However, and here's, this leads into one of my problems with the movie. It, it pulls the reality of, of, of the setting. It makes it less real. And for me, I thought where, where this movie was going, and it's fine that it didn't go the way I thought, but I thought it was going to stay in the real world and that it's going to be about America Ferreira and her daughter and that they are going to be the emotional crux of this movie because when Margot Robbie is having those like um, sort of flashbacks of those memories and being played with I was getting super Toy Story uh, vibes and I, I, mean, I think and the, it was making me well up I, I was think like, the montage was like straight out of Toy Story of the toy it was like probably deliberate well, not exactly but I was like wow this is this is going to be powerful and it's going to get me um and then they sideline those two characters. They get absolutely um, sidelined. And I think it's to the movie's detriment. Now, what it was surprising that they, they obviously chose to make it more about Margot Robbie and her character's emotional arc. But she is not real. And, and the whole thing about her becoming real, I think at the end, I think it's weird and not well handled. Her creator coming out is just a bit. It's like it's a bit all over the that place. The creator too many scene. Ideas. The creator scene is where the entire audience fell off a cliff and our set. Yeah. Everyone was started talking and like you could just feel that everyone was like, "What's happening?" But it lost me as well. I'm like, "What are you trying to say here, movie?" <laughs> like that bar. And I did. I just felt like it was all a little muddled. Um, and I felt like the movie would have been more interesting if they had focused more on America Ferreira's sort of insecurities as a woman which is what they seem like it was kind of doing but then it just she just becomes this kind of accomplice to to a weird heist so i'm not saying that anything i that we got is bad it's as i said it's brilliant it's very entertaining i just felt like i it wasn't what i was expecting and i think it would have been more powerful to root it more in the emotional experience of those two women um i mean yeah the real women do you know what i mean well Find the daughter character completely had nothing to do. The daughter, I I think America Forever actually wasn't sidelined and had a ton to do, and she was actually crucial in the unraveling of the patriarchy. It's actually the daughter that was sidelined, but the daughter they deliberately sidelined the daughter, which I thought was interesting because Barbie's like, I'm here to help this girl, and then Barbie's like, Wait, it was the mom I was having memory. That's a good of. twist as well. That I was the twist. So I think yet. the daughter was actually at that point consciously and deliberately sidelined, and it became about the mother and the mother had kind of forgotten herself and it was about that I didn't mind any of that and I like when movies take me where I'm not expecting though I think a lot of the audience would agree with you um, in that they didn't like it but I actually really liked at the end that Margot Robbie's character was like I can't live in Barbie land anymore like she's too conscious so she decides to move to the real world and right at the end we think oh she's got a job she's gonna start a job and then I think they answered the question that it certainly I'd been thinking about because she'd made a point of acknowledging earlier on in the movie that she'd know genitalia I just love that it ended on her going to a guy Office. I mean that's funny. It was, like a that's, good, it was a good gag. Yeah. It was, but it was actually I had been thinking it could, because she'd gone on earlier about how they don't have any genitalia. So I just think that I like that the movie totally surprised me and landed in a totally different place than what I thought. Again, I agree with you. I thought it was going to be all about America forever, but it's the Barbie movie. Like you, you're saying, she's not real, but Barbie's the central character and the protagonist of this film. She is real in the film, and she becomes human in the end. 
She is the main character. America Ferrera is not. Yeah, okay, but they and they did a pretty good job of make trying to tie up a third act resolution. They even comment on it like, wait, what is Barbie's ending? And people make suggestions. And, yeah, but, and I think the point is me, though, like at the or at the start of the film, like Will Ferrell and those men are like, we need to put Barbie back in her box, and the point is, she's. Uh, got her own consciousness now she needs to make her own decisions and I actually think part of the film slightly derailing and confusing us at the end is the kind of the point which is that she's chosen her own journey it's not where you thought the film was going to end up and it's just different and she's not getting back in the box and I, I think that's the message of it I, yes I guess but I think that I think the film has to work a lot harder to make and I think Marco Robbie did a good job but the film has to work a lot harder to make you um, care emotionally be invested in Barbie as a, and Ken as two-dimensional characters who are very entertaining and fun rather than focusing on the human characters which I think would have been preferable but I'll be interested to see what our listeners think about the ending because I do think it is divisive and I definitely felt it in the room but I think ultimately the whole film as a whole surprised me because it's not just the kind of flashy bright Barbie and in some ways I think losing people wasn't good but in another way I kind of like that it's almost like stealth slipped in some surprising scenes and I think the reference to the and I really enjoyed the reference in the film to men explaining the godfather to women was so funny and I love there's some really funny stuff yeah like come on the amount of men who've tried to talk to me about the godfather and I've repeatedly been like well I just don't really like it like and they can't accept it and I just love that she brought that up now the Zack Snyder joke felt like an absolute lead balloon in our audience not a single person laughed and I don't think got the reference I didn't laugh either I got the reference it wasn't funny anyway look we need to we need to move on so uh, we're drawing a line under Barbie now we're looking for a parking spot here for the next leg of our experience. <laughs> All my life been so polite Cause I'm just kidding Anywhere else I'd be dead. Is it my destiny to live and die A life of blonde fragility 